Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to People in Politics, the New Year's edition. I, as always, am Jameson Bauman. It's always a pleasure to be back with you. Happy New Year to everybody. For this episode, I want to um, talk about the political landscape for the year ahead. Um, And I'm going to narrow it down to three specific events. One for each branch of government. We'll start with the legislative branch. And the big event for the legislative branch is going to be dependent on who controls the United States Senate. As we know, this is yet to be determined. So I will give you a scenario for what the big event, in my opinion, is likely to be, depending on who controls the Senate. If the uh, Republican Party controls the Senate and Mitch McConnell remains majority leader, we're likely to see a Republican Senate rebel against the president's cabinet nominees or I should say, the president-elect's cabinet nominees. If the Democrats uh, flip the Senate and Chuck Schumer becomes the uh, presumed minority leader, or presumed minority leader, I apologize for that, presumed is not a word, uh, but the presumed minority leader, uh, then we're likely to see some rather ambitious proposals that will come through the House and possibly pass the Senate, but Chuck Schumer is going to have to balance uh, the new school Democrats with the old school Democrats should he become minority or majority leader, and should he uh, do that, he's going to have to balance those interests. Um, and that will be interesting to see um, how that plays out. And also, it will be interesting to see if indeed he is the choice for majority leader. Uh, because nothing is certain, not even Senate leadership positions anymore. And they're usually pretty standard. So we'll have to see whether um, the Republicans control the Senate or whether the Democrats control the Senate, who their leaders are going to be. Anyway, that's the big event for the legislative branch of government, at least on the national level, in my opinion. And it all depends on the setup. We could see some changes in the tax code as well. Now, for the executive, the big event uh, happens later this month with Inauguration Day. And then 30 to 45 days after that, the new president will address the, the Congress. It won't be State of the Union technically, but it will be... Uh, addressed to the joint session and it will be interesting to see 
the actress to the joint session to see how Gilban handled the very um, contentious atmosphere that is likely to be present at that um, joint address. It will be interesting to see how Joe Biden, who was a fairly congenial, soft-spoken guy, and doesn't, he's not really an attacker, he is more of a defensive politician, he's just gonna lay back and put out his argument, and it is what it is. We saw that exchange with Kamala Harris during the primary debates about busing and him not supporting busing. Um, he really didn't handle that exchange very well. So it will be interesting to see how he handles a more um, competitive and electric atmosphere, um, especially when social distancing is not as big of an issue and you can have everybody in the chamber and he's forced to be out there and to actually address all all 500 or so legislators, um, along with the full gallery of people and dignitaries and so on and so forth. And that, that, that will be interesting. And I, I do not think that, uh, as far as the social distancing aspect, that it's going to uh, go away for this first going address. But, he has to be prepared for that, that when social distancing does go away, it's going to be, um, I think a transition for him to get back to the swing of things of holding uh, a speech in a more, more competitive, more electric atmosphere. So it will be interesting to say the least, to see how he handles that, especially since most of his campaign was done either with people listening to the speeches from their cars or a virtual format of some kind. So it will be, that will be um, an adjustment for him, as I said, to see it how he handles that, and to see how he uh, handles the uh, pace of the presidency after being out of office for exactly four years before he enters into office. So um, it will, those things will be interesting to see how they develop and play out. And also, he's got to consolidate the inner circle around him, the inner circle of the Democratic Party, not just his advisors, but uh, the party, the party insiders, Donna Brazil, you know, former DNC chair, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, you know, those, those sort of people. He's got to, he's got to um, consolidate those people around him. So it'll be interesting to see in the next 20 days 
or 19 days since Zay is almost done, how he um, handles that in the run-up to inauguration, and how he handles the delivery of speech on the 20th. Because we've seen him have a few gaps when the pressure's on. So how he handles all those factors. Though that's the big event for the executive um, in the coming year, in my opinion. Now, the big event for the uh, judiciary, the Supreme Court has radically changed over the past four years, and so has the federal court landscape in general. Um, and it will be interesting to see now that the uh, conservative majority is 6-3, now that Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh and uh, Gorsuch get uh, more experience under the belt, it will be in- interesting to see how they adjust to the job, because between all three of them, they're the three youngest justices on the court at the moment, so it will be interesting to see how well they adjust to the job and how their early cases that they hear will compare to, to their later cases that they hear. And I know the judiciary isn't supposed to be political, but the reason I bring it up is because we all know that um, judges have a certain philosophy one way or the other, and the judiciary is political. Sadly, it is political. There is politics that goes into it on both sides. So we'll be watching that to see how their their philosophy pans out um, as far as the way they choose to pursue, you know, the cases in the coming year, since they do, they do open the term on the first Monday of October. So that will be, that will be interesting to see how those three justices in particular uh, morph their philosophy to the law and to see how they apply it. And it will also be interesting to see how Chief Justice Roberts, who prides himself on being a rather conciliatory figure, um, if he has any trouble or even any desire in unifying the court. If he has any trouble doing that, will he attempt to do that again? Will he not? Will he, um, um, perhaps attempt to moderate the court's view since it seems to be leaning in one direction over the other. Will he flip to the other judicial philosophy just out of a pure need to uh, be fair? Will he effectively make it for liberal justices? on the court, I mean, it is possible. Is he, is he the next 
Anthony Kennedy in the making? I don't know. We'll see. Those are all going to be um, things to watch. And if you watch the Supreme Court with any interest, act like I do, um, you're sort of you're sort of salivating at the prospect, like myself, to see how this is all going to play out. Um, because, as I said, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, but I do think one thing we're likely to see across all three of the branches of government and summing up is a desire to uh, restore some of the faith of the American public in basic governmental institutions. So I think as these three branches prepare to tackle the new year, you're liable to see a conciliatory spirit hanging around um, past Inauguration Day and even through February and March. There will be some political scraps, of course. That's unavoidable. It's politics. But you're likely to see a conciliatory spirit because I think the desire is there to show that uh, they can be conciliatory, they can be uh, efficient because the American people have had enough of the Donald Trump attitude. Let's face it, they, they really have had enough of that. And I think the energy and the momentum and the desire is there to show that politics can just be, just be as effective as if it was conciliatorial as opposed to adversarial, you can have just as large as an effect if you're nice as opposed to not being very nice. And I think the desire is there to show that. So it's going to be an interesting and eventful year. There's a lot to um, cover. There's a lot to watch out for. There will be twisting turns and surprises. Um, and I cannot wait to see what this year brings, not only from a political standpoint, but uh, for the nation on a personal level. And I will be covering it all and uploading new episodes as often as I can, hopefully daily, fingers crossed. As always, thank you for letting me take some of your time. It's a pleasure to come into your life for the brief few minutes that you take out of your day to listen to this. I hope you learn something. I hope you think about things. And feel free to reach out to me. My email is at jamesonbauman at gmail.com that is j-a-y-m-a-s-o-n b-o-u-w-m-a-n at gmail uh, no spaces in between my first and last name so please feel free to respond to me and I give your thoughts and feedback and uh, 
whether you agree, whether you disagree, I'm happy to engage with you and also think about topics you'd like to hear with the show. As always, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Have a good, have a good rest of your day. Thank you.